Hi, this is Jake, and you're listening to the Flight Training Podcast. Anytime you can read what Jesus said about a particular topic, uh, it's a great way to base your understanding about what is that thing and how do you do it right. Uh, Jesus is obviously our ultimate authority um, on things. And so in this month, as we're talking about the discipline of worship and trying to dive deeper into worship um, and using it as a way to connect with God and to grow in Jesus, um, and to offer, obviously, praise to Jesus. So using it like these other other disciplines, preparing our heart to connect with him. Well, let's look at what Jesus has to say about worship and define it off of that. Because most people who've gone to church for a little while, they think, oh, I know what worship is. Worship's what we do when we sing at church. Um, but the passage we're going to read from John chapter 4 doesn't have anything to do with music. So here Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, uh, and... You know, we'll just jump right into it. It's about halfway through the story. You can read the whole thing in John chapter 4. But she says in verse 19, Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place we must worship is in Jerusalem. So what she's saying there is the Samaritans worshiped in a different spot um, than the Jews, but uh, were worshiping this the same God as the Jews. Uh Basically, and so here's how Jesus responds to that verse 21 woman. Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. So to pause here for a second, what he's saying is, you know, Samaritans had a a lesser understanding of God than had been revealed to the Jewish people. Um, And And they had a very, you know, if you think about the Jewish way of worshiping, it was, let's go to this special place where God's presence is. We're going to do all these right things um, to be able to worship him. You know, we're going to sacrifice these animals in just this exact right way, do all these right uh, physical actions. So uh, as our worship to God things are about to change or are changing. So in verse 23, Jesus says, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. So that's our passage from John. Those last two verses are where I really want to zero in on and just pull a few things out of them really so he's talking about this is a new era you know uh jesus has brought something different jesus is saying today things have changed and he's saying first and verse 23 the thing i want to point out is god is seeking worshipers typically we come to worship this idea of i'm seeking god and that's not totally wrong we are seeking to open up to god But the reality is long before we were ever seeking God, he was seeking us. And before we ever tried to have an an amazing time of worship and encounter with God, God was seeking after people who were ready to enter into that connection with him and giving him praise and adoration. So God is seeking worshipers. So when you are trying this month to grow in worship, realize you're not working alone. Like God is working towards the same goal. He's trying to find and he's seeking out people to worship him. And so you can work together, obviously, with 
God. And then in verse 24, point out a few things he says here. First, he, he gives us God as spirit. And to note, like, that's different than us as humans. Like, God is a spiritual being. When you look at humans, we're this hybrid. We are spirit and flesh mixed together, interconnected. And for us, we our spirit and our physical are, are always connected, and they affect each other. And yet God is fully spirit. So if we want to worship him in the spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit and in truth, we got to realize that like our physical things can only ever be a means to help us connect with God. Like God exists as a spiritual, you know, God is spiritual and, you know, not to get too metaphysical here, but this idea that like if music or sound waves is helping you or if lighting is helping you or if a certain smell or anything physical yeah, us as humans, physical things connect with us and they help, they connect with our spirit because we're tied together, spirit and body. But to realize that what we're ultimately looking for is our spirit touching God's spirit, a connection between the two. And anytime we touch God or see God, we're going to be changed. Like he is a consuming fire. You know, he, he changes us when we see him. But I want to point out here that like worship from what God is seeking, it's spiritual. And so the physical things are only important so much as they help us spiritually. We as humans, anything we do is going to be both physical and spiritual. And so we got to pay attention to the physical because it'll have an impact on our spiritual. But I want you to note that it's never about the physical. So at the end of the day, the best music or the worst lighting or whatever, like that's only a means to an end. It's like if, uh, let's say a scenario here just came to mind, you know, if if someone is sick and they really need a surgeon, uh, you know, an ambulance might be a means to get them to the surgeon, but the ambulance is only so good as it can get them to the surgeon. You know, if the person's up on the side of a mountain, then we need a, a medevac helicopter or whatever, or if they're down at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, a mule would be better than a typical ambulance to get them up out of there, you know? So like, the transportation unit or vehicle, it's only important so far as it gets you to the surgeon. And here, you know, whatever physical things we're using to help us worship, they're only important if they're effective at getting us to the healer that we need, getting us to God the Father, getting us to Jesus, getting us to the Holy Spirit. So, and and the Holy Spirit's already inside of us, but but connecting us, okay? So, um, So the physical only matters in that way. A lot of times we get this backwards and we get focused on the physical. We think, oh, I I had such a great, powerful worship experience today because the band was so good or uh, the lighting was off and so I couldn't worship or I was distracted by this or that thing. The chairs were uncomfortable or something. And it's like uh, that, you know, that's not the way that it should be. Ultimately, those things are just tools to get us to Jesus. And whatever physical stuff we're surrounded in, we should try to say, how can this help me get to Jesus? So um, last thing I want to, or last two points here to throw out before we get to some challenge this week is this talks about God seeking worshipers in the spirit and in truth. So I think this is something we have to explore and learn, and I think this is something I'm still working and learning in. I don't know fully how to worship the way God wants. I don't know that any of us arrive at perfect in that. But the Spirit he's talking about here is the Holy Spirit. When he says, in the Spirit, 
and in truth. So obviously when it comes to worship, integrity, meaning what we're, what we're saying with our lips, uh, basing what we're saying or doing on things that are true, so like basing them on scripture or something like that, those things matter and a connection with the Holy Spirit matters. Like you're, you're not going to get anywhere without the Holy Spirit's help. And it needs to be rooted in truth. You know, you don't, don't stand up and say like, God, I give you everything and then walk out and, and be greedy and not willing to give God something he asks of you. You know, I mean like that's not true worship because you didn't mean what you said, you know? Um, so that's kind of a lot to take from those verses. But what I want to dive in today, even though this is very spiritual and what Jesus tells us here is that this is, worship is different now. It is a, a spiritual thing. We're worshiping God who is spirit. I do want us to clarify a little bit and just start our experiments kind of in worship with our challenges this month. I want us to start on a very physical level. I think this is the most maybe basic area to get started in is what are we physically doing with our bodies as we worship and that that has an effect on our spirits. And so because it has an effect on our spirit, it has an effect on worship as a whole because worship as a whole is our God touching us and us touching God spiritually. And so if something's affecting us spiritually, then it's affecting the whole system. So uh, Richard Foster in his book on celebration discipline, he says we are to present our bodies to God in a posture consistent with the inner spirit and worship. It says standing, clapping, dancing, lifting the hands, lifting the head, our posture is consistent with the spirit of praise. To sit looking dour is simply not appropriate for praise. Kneeling, bowing the head, lying prostrate, prostrate uh, our posture is consistent with the spirit of adoration and humility so what he's getting at here is you know worship it can be this thing of you see god and you just almost forget about yourself and you're just full of praise for how amazing he is it can also be this thing if you see god and you're stricken with like oh i need to confess or there's something wrong in me that i need to get right Uh, and so those are typically the two attitudes of worship is either praise for how spectacular God is or conviction and offering up to God like I want to change and I want to give I want to give myself to you um, so what he's saying here is our bodies should fit with that so if you're trying to do some praise you know worship but you're sitting there looking dour which those are not the words I would use but you know if you're sitting there grumpy looking and your posture is all reserved and like slumped shoulders it's like I don't even if you're singing a praise song if you if you've got this super down attitude physically it's going to affect your spirit and affect your ability to connect with what you're trying to do there so He's saying, like, if you're doing a praise song, you should be standing up or you should be clapping or or even dancing or lifting your hands or lifting your head up and, like, God, you rock. And and if you're in the middle of a worship time where you're trying to, you're connecting with God and you see, like, wow, God, like, I've got sin I need to confess to you or, or I've been holding on to something I need to hand over to you. Yeah, maybe you're kneeling in that moment or you bow your head down or you even lie on the floor and I'm like, God, I'm just, I'm, I'm done doing it my way. So these are postures that come up in scripture, all these postures he's talking about. Um, 
and their postures that are appropriate to what that worship moment is. So my challenge for you this week is a few different times, so three different times while you're worshiping. It could be three songs back to back during church on Sunday, but three different times while you're worshiping. Think about the truth of that worship moment. So if it's a song, think about the, the lyrics of the song. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a musical time, though. But if it's a time where you're trying to touch God and be touched by God, a time where you're trying to either give praise or give, you know, in humility, give adoration to God of here's be the Lord of my life. Think about the truth of that moment and find a way to express that truth with your physical body. So if it's a song talking about, like, I've been set free, Maybe it's appropriate to like run in a circle or something or like show that like I've got freedom, jump up and down or something. If it's uh, a time where, you know, there's a bunch of candles in the room and, and you've been stricken on like this is a dark room and I see the light in this room and I realize like, God, I need your light because there's a lot of parts of me that are like the dark corners of this room. In that moment, maybe you're worshiping by you just get flat on your face and you're just maybe even crying before God and saying like, God, I'm giving you all the corners, the dark corners of my life, okay? So it's using your physical body to connect with whatever the truth of that moment is. And here's the thing, like even if you don't feel it emotionally or spiritually or whatever, even if it's, if it's not happening inside of your body yet, think about what is this worship moment, particularly if it's led by someone else, typically a song or some sort of time, it'll have a theme of some sort. Think about what is this about, what is this worship moment about? And then find a physical way to express it. So for instance, again, if you're doing a song, figure out a way, okay, this song is about this thing. Find a way to physically express that. And you can do things, you know, like he mentions here, stand up, you can clap, you can dance, you can lift your hands, you can lift up your head, look at the sky. You could kneel down, you could bow your head, you could, you know, lay down and spread your arms out you know you could do all these different things physically my kind of additional bonus points challenge is try not to do the things you're already comfortable with if every single sunday you stand up and raise your hands like yeah that is a way to physically praise god but i don't know that you'll learn anything or experience anything different this week if that's something you always do but if you never raise your hands while you're praising god then i bet that could be a powerful way for you to worship. And again, it's not that the physical act is powerful. It's that when we do something physical, it it can have an impact on our soul. It can put us in a position with our soul. Uh, you know, it's almost like we're, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know how to describe it in words, but you'll experience it. So this week, three different times, and like I said, it could all be during, during church on Sunday, but three different times, decide an action that fits the theme of worship in that moment and do that action and try to do actions you've not done before or at least you don't normally do and and just experience it like how did kneeling during this song of confession how did it change it for my heart because i bet it'll be different i bet you'll experience it differently and the idea here isn't to to then kneel forever after and to make everyone else kneel the idea is just to learn about like how do i use my body to help my spirit connect with God. Our body is a tool, it's a gift that God's given us, and it can help us spiritually. Because our spirit and body are connected, the things we do with our body, they have a spiritual effect. So explore that this week as you worship. Explore how you can physically, uh, you know, use your physical body 
to encourage your spirit to connect with God's spirit. So uh, good luck on the challenge this week. God bless you in it and excited to hear back from you. (laughs) 